0: Welcome to Your Bright Recovery Podcast, where we celebrate your story of recovery and resilience. I'm your host, Caroline Vibler. Have you ever had the experience of connecting with someone you just met in an incredible way? Now, it happens a lot in recovery spaces, doesn't it? Because when we enter a room, whether it's a meeting in a church basement wherever it is, we enter into that space, understanding that we have instant common ground, commonality. We have shared experience. And my conversation, you all, with Faith Yuri Cho, let me tell you, incredible. I walked away from that conversation feeling that same sense of common ground, that same sense of Connection that I've had in recovery spaces. Now, Faith, let me tell you, you all, she is incredible. Not only a mom and pastor's wife, she is a pastor herself, you all, and writer. She is a visionary and founder of the Honor Summit, which helps equip Asian American women in God's Word and in things like discipleship, learning how to follow God. She is a phenomenal woman, and I'm so grateful to connect. We actually, interestingly, share an agent, Tom Dean. I'm going to give you a little shout out here. He posted about connecting with faith, and I saw his post, and I was like, wow, I really need to connect with her because you know what? God was just kind of nudging me that she has a lot to say. So without further ado, get ready, you all, for an incredible conversation. Let's jump right in. I am so honored to be joined by Faith Yuri Cho today. She is a writer, speaker, visionary, and founder of the Honor Summit, along with a pastor, a mother, a wife, and so many things. We are going to learn more about her today. So first off, I'd like to start by learning a bit more, Faith, about your story and how you ended up where you are today.
1: Yeah, you know, I was born in Korea and I met Jesus um, actually in very in a very unconventional way. I mean, I was born in Korea, but I came to America when I was about four, um, three to four, pursuit of God. I wasn't raised in a Christian home, um, but there was just a longing to know God in my heart. And um, that journey was a lot of what I'm, I'm writing about in my book right now. Um, but yeah, I was looking for God, but I didn't really discover uh, Jesus personally until I was 16, and that was actually in Mexico. So I always always tell people that it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that I was born in Korea, lived mm-hmm. in America, found Jesus in Mexico, <laughs> and it's a bit unconventional. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I went on this journey since I was like five, and once I became Christian, once I realized that Jesus is real, that the Holy Spirit is real, I mean, I just couldn't really turn back since I've been a pastor since I was 19. Um, and I also married a pastor. And um, re- we recently launched our church in February in New Jersey. And um, yeah, the Honor Summit has been around since 2018, where we center Asian American women in the mission of God. And a lot of what we do at the honor summit was just gleaned from my own experience because I thought, Hey, if you just love Jesus, then all you got to do is just preach about it. And that it's just that simple. And I realized, wait, then there's like the woman card and there's like the mm-hmm. Asian American card. And it was just a, it was a very nuanced journey um, that I felt like I required a lot of wisdom. And so a lot of that, we just pour into the honor summit, but I mean, what got me here um, is just the presence of God and it's so simple, but I'm a huge believer in his sufficiency and yeah, that's, that's what I do. Oh,
0: that is so beautiful. I'm just so moved by your story. And I can connect to with that feeling. I grew up in a home that was not uh, Christian um, and just that feeling early on of seeking something. And I think listeners too, may be able to whether you're Christian or not connect with that feeling of seeking something when we're in addiction, trauma, or mental health recovery. A lot of times, I mean, I guess I can speak from my own experience that seeking was always seeking something outside myself to fill this need, this longing, this hole. And I didn't realize at the time I've, I was seeking God. I was seeking God, like you talk about. Um, and I, I love that you you um, share about kind of the global uh, nature of God's presence um, and the Holy Spirit. It moves. Uh, it goes where it pleases Mexico, Korea, now New Jersey. Um, I'm excited to see where you all are going to be shifting to next. Um, but uh, that, that's beautiful. And I, I I know it's not out yet, but your book, I am super pumped about your book already. Um, We are just meeting and I'm already excited. So (laughs) hopefully I can uh, share more about that uh, with listeners as it gets closest uh, closer, excuse me. (laughs) So I want to touch on a little bit um, pivoting. You know, it's no secret that the world we're living in is tough. We are living through some very challenging times. You brought up... The Honor Summit and being in a position, you know, your own experience personally and professionally of wanting to equip women, specifically Asian American women, in being able to share about their faith, you know, discipleship and leadership development and the other things that are part of your work through the Honor Summit. Mm -hmm. If you could choose, and maybe it's related to that, but if you could choose one issue in regards to women that you care about and ministering to women, what would that be?
1: I feel as though a lot of women, especially women of color, we feel as though we are under-resourced and under-connected and that affects the way we expect to contribute to the kingdom of God. Mm. Um, It's very interesting. uh, And the reason why we do the honor summit is because I find that oftentimes Asian-American women fall into the systematic crack where if they are in a multi-ethnic space they oftentimes have to forfeit their Asian American-ness that Mm -hmm. huge part of them from that discipleship process to be able to fit in in the multi-ethnic sphere and be discipled. Now if they are in the Asian American space oftentimes um, because of a deeply patriarchal culture um, Mm -hmm. there's a very limited imagination as to what women can possibly do. And so we find a lot of Asian American women being discouraged from entering into the church or being very involved or being genuinely discipled. Um, Is it impossible? No, obviously, but um, is it a smidge more difficult? Yes. (laughs) And so I would say there's a lot of um, women that genuinely feel as though, they have nothing to offer and Mm -hmm. that they don't need to contribute to the kingdom of God, um, that they're not needed, that they're not valuable, um, that if they don't do it, somebody else probably would. And to that, I always say that um, the people that have impacted redemption history the most have not always been the most influential people or the most famous people or the best Mm -hmm. resource people. Um, they've always been those that knew the presence of God. Um, And that's something that I've seen even in my life. I mean, how can a girl that um, was not even from a Christian home and didn't really have the resources to grow in the faith and to also grow in connection in the Christian community, you know, how can I stand here doing what I'm doing today? It was just in walking with the Holy Spirit. You know how can just a, a a handful of disciples and a couple of believers that were just on fire with the Holy Spirit? How can they change the world where even empires or emperors were trying to destroy the Christian faith and just could not? Like how how is that even possible? Impact is determined by the presence of God. Impact is determined by the Holy Spirit. And I always say to all women that are super discouraged about Uh, their future and their uh, significance in the kingdom of God, Uh, become a friend of the Holy spirit first, become Mm -hmm. his friend first, and then let everything become an overflow from there.
0: I just want to like raise my hands up in the air, preach. Um, I'm going to like toss out the rest of my questions. No, Um, I, I feel you. And honestly, it's so interesting. We're having this conversation today because I feel like personally in my own life, I really struggled with, with that because I didn't come, you know, I didn't grow up. And I talk about this in my book. You know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. You know, I haven't been to seminary. I've taken like, you know, free online classes from uh, a seminary, um, you know, I've done Bible study and things like that, but I haven't, you know, I haven't like checked off all the boxes, you know, my daddy's not a preacher, you know, I haven't like checked off those boxes. And sometimes I feel like, who am I to yeah. talk about God? Who am I to quote scripture? You know, who am I, especially, you know, as a woman too? the Holy Spirit we can't box that in. We can't put a a label on that. We can't say that it can move in someone's life and it can't move somewhere else. That's not how, that's not what's happened in scripture. You know, that's not what happened on acts. It got a little wonky, a a little wild there in acts. Um, So I love that you are so vocal about that and that you're helping other women because we need that message, especially today. Purpose is a huge piece of something I like to talk about resilience, you know, to have a sense of purpose will help us get through these times. And we all have a purpose in the kingdom of God, like you talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I I guess I do have to get back to my list of questions. (laughs) Oh, I'd like to just keep talking about that. Um, So I work with women in addiction, mental health, and trauma recovery. Mm -hmm. You're a pastor. Can I ask What hope, so say someone like me struggling with addiction, even in recovery comes to you at your church in New Jersey and says, you know, I'm struggling. What, what would you tell that, that woman, what kind of hope can you bring to a woman who is struggling today with those issues?
1: What Jesus came to give us, it was not just a ticket to heaven, as in it's not just something that's going to be relevant to us when we die. It's, The the effect of salvation is for us to be saved, healed, and delivered. Um, Those are all elements to salvation that we see throughout scripture, meaning he is relevant to our lives now. The power of salvation is relevant to us now. um, And Jesus wants to heal. And he can heal physically, emotionally, mentally, even just socially, relationally. Um, He's a healer. The Holy Spirit has great impact on anyone that just invites him in. And so I would say um, it doesn't need to be, oh my gosh, I'm going to just change my life in order to fit into this box called Christianity. No, we just have to present ourselves, to present ourselves to God, all of who we are, and allow the Holy Spirit to do his redeeming work. I always say, you know, God is a creator. And so we always get discouraged. Like, Well, you know, I want to be a Christian. I want to love Jesus, but I can't just conjure up this love. I just can't conjure up this peace and this joy that you say that I should have as a Christian. And I always say, well, then you just present that to the creator and let him create that in you. Joy and peace, all those things, they are a fruit of the Holy Spirit, meaning it's his fruit. He needs to create it. All we have to do is just walk in step with God. I feel like sometimes when we see the cross and we see Jesus, we see the Christianity as an institution, um, we get really discouraged because it just feels so burdensome. Like, man, I got to be that, feel that, think that. And to that, I would say, no, it, his, his burden is easy, his yoke is light. We just have to walk with him, develop a friendship with him, and see the transformation that he will do in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. So true so true I love that just being present and bringing ourselves mm-hmm. to God and kind of letting the rest go and that actually kind of ties into something else I wanted to ask
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know a lot of people have a tough time connecting with church with that institution that you talk about with with the building sometimes with the people inside the building can you talk about ways that maybe with through your church in New Jersey ways that you're a loving community maybe busting that myth a little bit about the institution of church, because I feel like, especially in our day and age, you know, things are very polarized. So if I say church, you know, in my recovery meeting, a lot of times people will cringe or turn off or, you know, saying the name of Jesus is like a cuss word. I mean, people are like not open because there's been so much hurt and because there's been so much trauma, you know, culturally, globally around what we think of sometimes as this institution. So I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would love to be like, hey, you could join any church and that's always going to be a great idea. Okay. I know it's a lot more complicated than that. I know not all cultures and all churches are... Um, safe grounds uh, for people that are struggling with a certain ailments and certain issues and certain struggles, challenges. Um, for us, I mean, we're a new church plant, so I can't really speak for every church. But for us just particularly, I mean, we're at a size right now where we could genuinely say that everyone that comes in is not a stranger. Um, and that's, a, that's something that we say all the time. The the moment you are with us, you're no longer a stranger, because I can't imagine us going into heaven and looking around and be like, hey, you're a stranger, even if I've never met that person, Mm -hmm. right? It's like when we're in heaven, we're all family because uh, Mm -hmm. we're bound by the blood of Jesus, right? And so in the church, I feel like it should be the same way. Um, I feel as though sometimes, even if somebody joins a church, they feel like an outsider and that's Mm -hmm. a big struggle Um, especially when they're trying to be involved. And if you have a mentality, um, no matter how many programs or banquets or cookouts that you you are a part of, um, that will affect your discipleship process because you feel like um, an outsider. You feel marginalized Mm -hmm. and you feel like, oh, this isn't really my people. So from the beginning, we always tell everyone, um, there are no strangers here. You're already family. That step, it's like as if you meet your, your cousin that you haven't seen in 12 years. It's like, you never question whether you're family. You're just family, you know, because you're bound by mm. blood. And here you're, we're bound by the blood of Jesus. So we do that. Um, and I would say there is that, um, that one-on-one, the power of the one-on-one mm. that we really feel like is, is crucial. We always tell our people, you know, there's, there's so much impact in just an invite and invite into your small group and invite into that lunch and invite into the service or this gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say there isn't like this grandiose program that we have. Uh, Cause I feel like sometimes it's just the family, the love, the support, the community, the atmosphere of prayer, um, and the pathways into discipleship and just developing a proper foundation of the Bible. Um, all those things are, such healing components into one's life. We don't really treat anyone like they are um, like a medical patient, if that makes sense. You know, we Mm -hmm. all have issues. We all have um, a limp. We all have something. Um, We don't treat anyone as if they're like clinical or as if they have a problem. Um, We're all just in it together. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of our case and scenario.
0: Mm, I love that. And Feels like I'm gonna I pack up our van and head out to <laughs> New Jersey
1: and check out your church. Um,
0: but there's there's so many places like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I would encourage if whoever's listening might be feeling a nudge right now to go to that church you've been driving by. Yeah. You know, go back to that church. You feel like you you know had some sort of falling out. Mm-hmm. Do it. Because yeah. we are all just broken people. And I think a lot of times there's this idea that church is the place where all of the shiny, put together, good people are. And that's actually the exact opposite. Um, And I know, you know, being in addiction recovery and trauma recovery, I mean, there's been so much from my past that kept me blocked off. That shame kept me blocked off from truly connecting with people. Uh, And there was that fear there, but we don't have to live in that place. And I love how going back to what you said about bringing ourselves to God and presenting ourselves. It is that simple. It is that simple to just go to God in prayer or, you know, throw your hands up in the air or throw yourself down on the ground and just go to God. And sometimes that's all it takes to get healing, initial healing from, from some of the things that keep us from community.
1: Yeah. And even just to add on um, in Mark two, we see that the paralyzed man, he was healed because of the faith of his friends Mm. and sometimes just being in community And just being around those that believe for the things that you may not believe even for yourself yet is such a powerful thing. And I've seen that time and time again. Um, Just be around those that believe. Even if you don't believe, it's okay. Like just be around those that do. And that in itself is such a powerful, powerful choice to make in one's life.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, we are almost out of time, Faith. I've so enjoyed connecting and I wanted to give you an opportunity, you know, let us know a little bit more about the honor summit, what you have going on, where can we find you? Where is your church in New Jersey for anyone who's up for a road trip? um, Can you just share a little bit about what you've going on, what you have going on so people can connect with you?
1: Yes. I mean, the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. Um, It's just my handle It's my name. Uh, Faith Yuri Cho. And um, my church is in Paramus, New Jersey. It's where all the malls are. If anyone is from the tri state area, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's where all the malls are because there's no retail tax in New Jersey. And so it's the highest grossing retail zip code in America. Fun fact. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. But then, yeah, it's it's we worship and we we do all that all that fun stuff in the AMC theater in the Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey, uh, which is always super fun. The Honor Summit, um, you can also find that on Instagram, and we do a lot of things. We we're starting our own podcast to discuss a lot of these issues. We have a blog that shares the stories of a lot of Asian American women of the faith, and we also um, have cohorts that helps support churches that really want to bridge the gap and really want to help support their Asian American women, their women of color, and to really uh, be intentional in discipling the diversity of the female experience. Um, And so we offer a lot of that for churches that want to partner with us um, with that. They could just either DM um, at the honor summit or email the honor summit at gmail.com. Um, or they can give to, which is always amazing, uh, give to help support. And they could do that either by DMing us or emailing us. And we could just get that started as well.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'll definitely include links, all your handles, all your socials, all the things in the summary for the show. And thank you again for joining me. I hope to stay connected and look forward to seeing the way God moves through you in the future.
1: It was such a pleasure.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Remember, I've got some great free resources and tools to guide your recovery journey at brightstoryshine.com.